You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Is it round two? Round two, bro. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Thanks for our sponsors. Sing it. (laughs) Round two, baby. (laughs) The whiskey's kicking in. We got another hour. Yeah, fill it. We got new beeps coming in. We only had one beep last episode. That's fine. We're going to talk about it. failed miserably. (laughs) Well, welcome back, everybody. This is part two of our riveting discussion around how baseball sucks. In golf's America's sport. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's better than complaining about current events and politics. It's true. It's a very good point. So if you're new here, thank you so much. Normally we don't do this, but Mike is going to be gone for the next week on a work trip. So we're recording double time right now. So hopefully you enjoyed last week's discussion. If not, it might still be relevant. If not, I'm so sorry. But today's probably won't be relevant either because we don't even know what we're doing. <laughs> but thank you to our sponsor, Eddie's Fine Wine and Spirits. Eddie's is a local liquor store out in Billville, uh, New York, and they have an insane selection of whiskey, whether it is bourbon, scotch, rye whiskey, or anything else. They also have a very large selection of wine with an in-house wine sommelier, and he can really direct you to whatever type of wine you would ever desire. Uh, he's that good. So if you want a part of Eddie's, go to Eddie's Liquor Store in Williamsville, or you can download their app at Eddie's Wine and Spirits on the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. You can search for everything, including our current single barrel, which is selling pretty well. It's with Clonic Kilty, Age in a Saw, Turns Barrel, and it's very... Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Go pick it up. It's great. But download their app and uh, go follow them on Instagram. We also have uh, Queen City Creative Works is today's sponsor. They're today's real sponsor. Eddie's is a fake sponsor. Just kidding. But uh, Queen City Creative Works, they are an Etsy shop on roids, steroids for you layman people. Uh, they can do basically anything that they want, and they're mobbed. Nick was talking to me today. He can't keep up with any orders. Well, hire somebody because they need people got deadlines. too. 
People got deadlines. Yeah, so go hit them up. They create amazing products, including this awesome table that we have right now. Uh, go hit them up. It's queencitycreativeworks.com or their social media, which is Queen City Creative Works. They can do anything from burning things into wood or printing something on a T-shirt or making mugs and coffee uh, water bottles that we have on the table that Mike can put up right now, as well as a uh, bottle opener, too. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the thumbnail. I can't wait. But, uh, yeah, so go hit them up. But, anyway, so back to golf. So Bryson is a loser, first of all. But I thought that he was dropping out because of the Phil stuff. But he's just injured. Yeah. He injured his wrist. So is Phil just trying to basically pave the way to another league so that it's not a monopoly? What is the mindset here? Yeah, so Steve Stryker. I think it was Steve Stryker. Former PGA Tour winner. Like, uh, so he, his strike face is actually solid on his clubs? Hell yeah. Okay. Unlike us. But he... <laughs> Using every inch of the driver. Yeah, hell yeah. Just getting the most out of it. <laughs> the So he started this new golf league. It's called the Saudi Golf League. And it's there to... I don't know why he chose Saudi. Probably because yeah, of who investment. funds it? Yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah seriously. Uh, but he started this new golf league in attempts to rival the PGA Tour because I guess players aren't treated very well on the PGA Tour. That's the whole premise of this new golf league. Ridiculous. You get paid so much money on the PGA Tour if you're good. Just be better. So he started this new golf league, and PGA Tour is like anybody who pledges allegiance to this new golf league, we're done with. We're not doing this anymore. You, you're either with us or you're against us type situation. So Phil came out, and he's like, you know what? I wouldn't really be against it. And then PGA Tour is like, all right, you're gone. You're not playing anymore. And then KP- KPMG, which is Phil's biggest sponsor, is like, we're done with you. You're out. Callaway's like, we're done. Workday is like, we're done. So now Phil lost all of his sponsors. He lost the right to play in the PGA Tour. And he's just like, all right, do I just retire now or what? Because e- even the uh, Tournament of Champions, which is like the biggest tour that Bernard Langer wins literally every single round, loser uh that's ran by the pga tour so we can't even play in the champions tours so he's just out there yo what would you do if phil's just at ivory ridge right just just chilling can't do anything now boys coming out here to play 18 yeah it's wild i don't i don't know didn't didn't tiger jump into that other league no he didn't he's still injured he's still out but that's he's the still, thing. He's because, still driving into fucking yeah, berms. He's still doing coke. So uh, he <laughs> he's he was the last late. one that didn't. Yeah, he didn't say either way. Like he hasn't even mentioned the topic. So they're thinking the people are hypothesizing is that if Tiger pledges to the Saudi Golf League, then it'll be a real thing because then you have Phil and Tiger on there. But DJ's like, no, man. Bryson's like, nah, man. And then everyone else is like, no, yo. And then we just have all these players that are saying no. But if Phil and Tiger are on Saudi, you might have something there. Interesting. Yeah. And then the XFL is trying to figure it out with the NFL? They did. They're in a partnership now. What's the partnership? Fin- finalized. I don't know the specific details. Do you? They're... Oh, shoot. What is it? I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, XFL, NFL partnership. I'm curious to learn about that, too. And then I have a topic for round two. Nothing crazy, but, you know, tis is fine. Tis is fine. Um, so they're going to basically be somewhat of the farm team. 
well now this uh, article out of Detroit says the it's a mistake. But basically, from what I'm from what I gathered is that oh, they're going to be some sort of experimental firm team to test out like new rules or player safety or and stuff. That's like that. That's actually a really good idea. It is and players. Yeah. And it's the, like the NHL. Yeah. Go to Rochester right. and then we'll call you up. But the thing with that is that that's going to change the draft. The thing that I love about the NFL draft is that you see your rookies that year. We still haven't seen Owen Power play because he's still playing with friggin' Michigan. Well, because he's not ready. Well, de facto. It's I know. It's lame. It, it's But that's the NHL. That's what it's always been. Right, but I don't want the NFL to if do the same thing. If you're getting drafted, you don't need a farm league. Right. That's why you're getting drafted. And that's what the NFL is. I mean, that's how it's set up. Right. So, Owen Power is also 14, so I guess you kind of need him to grow up a little bit. Correct. Yeah, I mean, dude, some of these, they're hockey players, man. Like, yeah. it's they're tough, right? However, it, when you're in the NFL, you're a different size human being than the NHL. Yeah, like 6'6", six, six, 357, running a four. What was you're it? You're a freak. It's like four, four dude, seven. They're all the running. Yeah, they're all running. That fours. linebacker, dude, or that D, D end. My fastest forty in high school was four nine seven, and I literally took my pants off and took a dump <laughs> in the hallway of my high school for breaking five. <laughs> like it's unheard of. To it's super rare to break five in high school where we grew up. Like that's. Now, you have people who are, if you combined us like gelatin blobs and we just morphed into one human, first of all, God bless. God Secondly, bless. rip. Then, <laughs> then you run a 4-6. What is going on? Like, that's not normal. Right. At all. So, and it's, it's a testament to... Everything in your entire life, strength is, and conditioning coaches, everything is for that technique. Because yeah. a lot of it's technique, right. but they finally mastered it. They mastered the release. They mastered the distance of your feet, your grip, your hand up, which hand goes up, everything. And then there's pre combine camps that you go to. You're working with Olympic speed trainers like Michael Jordan from track, not Michael Jordan from the NBA, is teaching dudes how to run a 40 yard dash. For the NFL draft or combine, like it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And now you have kids that are just studs. They've been drinking wolf milk from <laughs> Siberia, and they're just ready to perform. I mean, it's just it's you've never seen it before. It's nuts. They give Rich Eisen like a five yard advantage, and then the lineman from Georgia just runs through him <laughs> on the semi uh, semi cam. Yeah. Like, what is going on right now? It's disgusting. Seeing that dude run was terrifying. Yeah. Because uh, you can see the extra fat on him just moving around, but this dude is trucking. That was scary to watch. Yeah. It is. Like, can you imagine? He was. Point three seconds faster than JJ Watt, yeah, and he's heavier than JJ Watt. Like the, I just, I watched that combine and I'm like, there's no way, dude, no way. Did you? I think my fastest forty time was like ten four. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I never did a forty time. Forty is a blast. Oh yeah, it's a blast. How long is it? Just kidding. Um, so what? <laughs> did you watch the DBs? Uh, no, I watched quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, and DNs. I watched quarterbacks. I watched a little bit of wide receivers. 
I watched offensive oh, and tackles. I watched tight ends. Dude, that one tight end is six nine. The yeah, tank, he's bro. a freak. Jesus. I watch I watch tight ends, linebackers, and DBs. And every time a uh, DB went, ran his forty, then they were just like and four five, right to McDermott. Oh, really? Every time. And then uh, Bean's just sitting there taking notes. McDermott's just like, and he's in conversations. I'm like, man. Because you know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know they're going to – because Trey doesn't come back until like halfway <clears throat> through the next season. Really? That yeah. Long? Damn, that sucks. Well, he's guaranteed money, and why rush it? Yeah. Levi Wallace is playing out of his mind. It's fine. Do you think we Let bring someone in? Do you think we bring in Carlton Davis? I, I really think we're going to draft a corner. But what I want them to do – All right, so you have three positions that you desperately need, right? Okay, kind of? let's let's talk about yeah. what we talked about. L- l- yeah, let's talk about this. So you have three positions that you des- – you, first of all, I think we can both be in agreement, and Tom and I were talking about this this morning. It is so nice to go into the draft not needing anything. Like anything that we draft right now is a nice to have. For the most part. Like, we could go into next season with Trey and Levi Wallace again. We can go in with our outlook that we have right now and be fine again. But it's all, how do we improve the positions that we have? To an extent. Right. That's what I'm saying, yeah. From a talent and depth standpoint, 100%. Where that derails is financial because of Edmund's contract. absolutely, yeah. So, and that's that's why this offseason is so important to the front office because what do you do with Edmonds? Because Allen's contract is kicking into effect and that changes everything. Mm-hmm. We've locked in Milano. Awesome. But Edmonds and Milano work really well together. And if one piece leaves, which in this case would be Edmonds because Milano's under contract, right. whoever comes in needs to work well with Milano to ensure our defense at the second level is ready to rock. Right. Even if we bring in a dude who's basically like our Sam Adams, like Vince Wilfork, right. Aaron Donald, he plays 75% of the snaps. Like Harrison Phillips played 64%, which in McDermott's defense is insane mm-hmm. percentage. Uh, it's high. If we get somebody from, from Georgia, from LSU, from Clemson, like et cetera, just this massive behemoth, that can play a true zero technique or nose tackle, then what does that do for the defensive line rotation? Because we have other guys that can swap in. However, we work on a rotation. So is that the end-all, be-all, first of all? That's the first question. Are we going to continue using a rotation? Are we just going to stick with our four or five best? And then on the linebacker stance, if Edmonds leaves, which I don't know how he stays. I really don't don't know. I don't know how Edmonds stays. You've heard me scream so many times at the TV because Edmonds is just not the guy for that specific position. Right. And it's obvious. He's just lost. His his instincts are not for the defense that we use as the Buffalo Bills franchise. He masks it well with his speed. And his but, talent. Yeah, but a... He's not there. Yeah, but a, someone with football IQ can understand he's missing gaps. He's running into tackles Over or blocks. Pursues. Yeah, exactly. All that stuff. Like, he masks... A lot of people think that he's very good. But that's because he's fast and he's a talented person. And but he's not getting any better. If you're confused, look at how many interceptions Edmonds has in the last three years. The answer is like two. And you know what it could be? Like 15. Right. And the reason being is because he's not, he's not the answer. Do you remember 
Think of 2005 Buffalo. Who is the linebacker that just got cut today? I don't know. Van Noy. I don't think we're going to bring in Van Noy. I don't know. I don't even know if he's the right fit for our defense. Right. However, just answer me this question. Think of 2005, 2008 Buffalo Bills. London Fletcher, middle linebacker, stud. Terrence McGee, Nate Clemens, number one, number two corner. Aaron Schobel, Chris Kelsey, two solid DNs. Sam Adams, nose tackle. Safeties, Lawyer Malloy. Who's the other safety? I don't know, but still, it's a stud D. And now we have stud safeties, one stud corner. We have a super inconsistent defensive line because they constantly rotate. And we have Milano. Edmonds is not going to be here, so I'm not even going to say his name because there's no way financially it makes sense to sign him, and we're not going to use a franchise tag. Mm -hmm. And the draft, I don't know if drafting is the answer. Like, I don't think we're going to draft him in a linebacker. I think we're going to draft a corner. We're probably going to draft a guard because, Lord have mercy, we need a guard. Mm -hmm. And we're... I mean, it's McDermott, so he's going to bring in a DT. He just is. And this year makes sense because, I mean, dude, George is stacked, and their kids are just gigundous, and they're freak athletes. More so than ever before. Like, And we got to bring in a wide receiver, too. Our wide receiver depth is gone. Do we, though? Because we have Gabe Davis, <clears throat> and then we if Beasley leaves, McKenzie can fill that gap. So what if one of them gets injured? We don't have any people behind them at all. What Sanders do you mean? is gone. Beasley's gone. We drafted wide receivers. We have Isaiah Hodgins. We haven't seen him play at all yet. He hasn't well, had correct, any time. Be, correct, because of the current lineup is stacked. Well, that's what I'm saying. But you still have you're getting so right now we have Diggs, Gabe Davis, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Isaiah McKenzie. You get rid of two of those. We're down to three. That's our starting wide receiving core. Yeah, but we can't bring I mean, we can't afford Amari Cooper. Well, right, but you draft we're gonna draft somebody. I wouldn't be surprised if we draft a receiver in the third or fourth round. And the receivers this draft class aren't bad. Yeah. This is why, listen, everybody, this is why it's important to watch the combine. Most, I mean, your wives are probably going to drive you nuts. Oh, yeah. It's stupid. Or your husbands if they don't watch football. But, which, if you're married to a man that doesn't watch football. You're not married to a man. I mean. Get back to that first discussion with the arm rounded the birdcage chest of Sobel. Yeah, know? go back to round one. <laughs> I I mean, there's, that's, that's a different, that's next week's, that's episode 130. Oh, yeah. So this is episode one twenty nine. Welcome, well, welcome back. <laughs> so, I yeah, I mean, I could, I could probably. Well, we have late picks. Do we draft a running back? Is Moss staying? I think we hit that in free agency. I really do. Really, I think we hit running back in free agency. Who do you think we bring in? Dude, if we bring in Barkley, I'm going to lose my mind. What about CMC? You don't want either of them. I'm not opposed to bringing in Barkley. He's an awesome oh, dude. You'll lose your mind in a good way. I don't know if it's a good or a bad way. I like. I really don't know how I'm going to take that because he's super injury prone. Clearly, yeah. But your it's an upgrade. Your was out for five weeks. <laughs> it's an upgrade. Yeah. You know, I mean, and to be fair, his injuries were like flukes. Yeah, like what if we would he be that type of person where his rookie season was amazing? I mean, dude, Saquon is. But his last three years were very subprime. What would you do if we draft Cook's brother? I would lose it, dude. I would love to have him. 
He's a tank. <laughs> he is a dude. He's but a I don't tank. know where he's going. Where is he going? Mid first. I don't know. Because you and I were talking, if we bring in one of our key areas, if we bring in a cornerback, if we bring a linebacker to replace Edmonds, if we bring in a running back, our first round is probably gone. We're too late. Well, I think we only have one pick. Yeah, that's it. Our first round is gone because we our pick is, what, the 28th? Yeah, I, literally, I think we only have one pick in the entire first round. Right, yeah. So I don't think we're going to go running back or wide receiver. I think we're going to go corner or defensive tackle. No, no, our first I'm, pick. Saying, I'm saying like if we bring in somebody in free agency. Gotcha. We're getting rid of our first round if we're bringing in a stud like Barkley. Oh, no question. I mean, 100%. We, we have to. Even Carlton Davis, I we, bet we, we We'd have no first. leverage. Yeah, we'd have exactly. to. So... If we bring that in, who's our second round pick? I I'm probably corner, and it'd probably be a corner that can run four three four four. Now you get people like Tyreek Hill burning us all the time. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We probably bring in a corner that can run four three four four. Is that the way that the NFL is going to go now? Is speed, speed guys? Speed. It's all speed. Dude, I, dude, a defensive lineman is running four five. Yeah, yeah this, the league is going speed. I wish the white dude, <laughs> the white defensive lineman who's gonna go like apparently number one overall is running like a four five. It's I'm, wild. What? It's a completely different the whole game. league is speed. Yeah. Yeah, we want you to be three hundred and fifty pounds. You still need to fill that hole. However, run sixty yards down the field <laughs> yeah. and catch Saquon Barkley. Yeah. I but, mean, but that also goes to show you we beep? can't we can't be running in. Zero idea. <laughs> we can't be running into this season with just Singletary's are back because he's not a speed guy. No. He gets 30 yards down the field and he's done. I want Moss to be taller. If he's a bruiser, be like be like Henry. Yeah. They're too similar to be in the same backfield. They're not, but they are. Can you imagine if Eddie George didn't find White Castle? Like, <laughs> dude, I'd be... Or not Eddie George. No, Eddie... Uh, uh, hold on, Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy, yeah, yeah. Eddie Lacy with Green Bay. Yeah. He found White Castle and he gone. Yeah. He gone. But think of like if we had a Jerome Bettis in the backfield I, just to run people over. You can't find it. That's what you need. That's now. what I'm saying. That's why I want Moss because Moss did. is that dude. He's just too short. Two people I wanted last year, two years ago, A.J. Dillon and D.K. Metcalf. They were in the same draft class, I think, right? I wanted those so bad. Everyone's like, nah, man, you're wild. Dude, look at AJ. If AJ Dillon was on our team, I would be comfortable running with Devin Singletary and AJ Dillon. They're two completely different backs. Where's Dillon now? Green Bay, behind Aaron Jones, and he's a tank, dude. He is. A tank. He runs people over. His quads are bigger than me. Yeah, he's a big dude. I wish we brought him, and I wish we brought him and him and Metcalf. We had a chance for Metcalf. We had a couple, but he had a huge him. neck injury coming out of college, yeah. and you never know. Yeah. You never know. But yeah, he like ran into a field goal post and destroyed his neck. Yeah, he's a beast though. And didn't he have some like personal issues too? No, not really. It was all it was all draft hoopla. Well, that that's why his, he went down his, in the draft. His injury, his injury knocked him down in the draft. Oh, was it his yeah. injury? Okay. Yeah. But everyone was like, ah, oh, he just runs a straight line. Like, dude, did you watch the combine? Like, he can run fast in a straight line, but you can teach footwork. Same as dude. Same as Landry. He was the second worst. In his entire combine class. What would you think about bringing him in? He wants out of Cleveland. Yeah, I know. I don't think we can afford him. He'll really? probably Yeah, because, I mean, dude, he's one of the best route runners, and plus he's he's going to ask a lot. He's going to ask for a lot of money. But how can you ask a lot of money when you didn't produce the past, like, three years? He did, like, though, when he played. He just got – dude, he was super hurt, and he didn't talk to – he didn't tell anybody about it. Well, he also hated Baker, too. Baker's not a good quarterback. I know. 
but like I, I would be interested in bringing him in. I think we need some stud wide receiver in the slot to repl- like Beasley esque. Get rid of Beasley. Well, McKen- I, why, what? Why is Beasley leaving? What do you mean? Why did he he's, request a trade? He's I don't know why he requested a trade, but he's like our second highest cap hit. So we need to get rid of him. I think he's like his cap hit is like six out six mil. I think if we get rid of him, I don't, dude. I love Beasley. Yeah, but you. Everyone's also very infatuated with what McKenzie did when Beasley was out. Which sure. McKenzie's I mean, decent, but he's not Beasley. No, dude. Cole Beasley is the second best slot wide receiver in the entire NFL. Right. Period. End of discussion. Look at the stats. Yeah. You. I mean, I'll put him in a discussion with like best slot wide receivers: Wes Welker, Cole Beasley, hundred percent, Randall Cobb, hundred percent. Like dude. those guys. Are I legit. love Cole Beasley. I will. I. I will never dog Beasley. Period. He got like he super, changed our franchise. He got super unhappy this past year. I think because of the COVID shit. Well, because yeah. He felt like he wasn't wanted. Because, first of all. It pisses me off, dude. Because, again, it's the same political point that we made of all time. Like, liberals are just the loudest. Yeah. This city is not that blue. Right. It's not. Like, I know a lot of Democrats that are speaking very Republican. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I understand the city votes blue, and it, you know, we always turn blue on the political map when it comes to election time. Yeah. <sighs> I, oh, Orchard Park, Hamburg, Boston, that ain't that ain't blue. Yeah. The village of East Aurora is blue. Everything is red. Everything is red. So it's, I get it. I understand his frustration. I think a lot of that is Twitter. I think too. Everyone shouting bees in the stands. I was at the game, and they're all bees. Yeah, and it kind of sounds like boo. Yeah, that's what he commented on. He's like, oh, everyone's shouting boo. Even Rachel Bush got behind that. He's like, stop saying boo. It's like we're saying his last name. I mean, Rachel Bush is too busy getting them injections in that gas tank, bro. <laughs> that oil tank she got in that basement. She's very red, though, and I really like her for that reason. She is very red. Very you know red. who else is? Kim Kardashian. Surprising. Yeah. Because she's like 76% plastic. Anyways, so the... Uh, so okay. you think we're... You think we're bringing in a running back from free agency? I think we're bringing in cornerback. I, I yeah, I th- I think we draft a corner and we bring a running back in free agency that's already in the league because running backs are a dime a dozen. They're not going to waste r- draft capital on a running back. We already did. It's not necessarily working. Two out. Two years in a row. Yeah, it's not necessarily working out. I was so confused when he drafted Moss the year after single. Well, dude, his highlights were, and they wanted a one-two punch, and. It made sense. It just didn't work out. That's right. all it was. So, like Cody Ford, made sense. It didn't work out. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically, but yeah. And then I'm so excited for the draft, though, dude. Me too. I'm dude. This whole off season is going to be I amazing. So I've been telling you that starting for tomorrow, it's going to be crazy. Hundred yeah, percent, dude. As soon as the combine kicked off, my like, oh yeah, oh, <laughs> it's the beginning of March, man. This oh, yeah. is it. It's awesome. This is it. So I'm juiced for that. But yeah. Um, so anyways, you know. The wife's pregnant yet? No. <laughs> Moving on. Next topic. Drop a quick bomb. Keep everybody awake. Next question. Round two, bro. I don't know if these cameras can record that long. We're going to learn today. Yeah, that's right. The SD cars are going to be real what full. Did, who did we just record? And it was like an hour and 45. Yeah. Oh, Cutwater. Cutwater. The dude. Amheiser Bush the bro. Rep. So I walk Sam. 
right before the whiskey emporium, mm-hmm. I took Sam for a walk. He was all excited. Brought him in. I was like, hey, you want to go sit on the porch? And he knows. That's an hour and a half outside where dad sits in his chair in front of Old Glory and has a cigar. <laughs> I'm like, perfect. We don't got to be to this thing until six. Work is done for the day. Thank God. You had a cigar before Whiskey Ride? And or I Emporium? sat down on the porch and I had I had a stogie. And I was like, dude, put the flag out, let her fly. And it was 60 degrees. And I'm like, this is it. Sat down with Sam, and then all of a sudden the temps started dropping, mm-hmm. and my cigar was like a Babe Ruth length. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus. And uh, I had half a stogie on the porch with Sam, and I'm I'm ready. For summer? I'm ready for the seasons to flip. How do you make sure you don't smell like cigar? I feel like every single time I have a cigar, I smell like a cigar for the next seven to ten business days. Wind. You didn't know that I smoked I didn't a cigar, did you? That's why yeah. I'm so shocked. Yeah. Wind. So you were just upwind from it? Outside. I mean, my cigar's away from me, first of all, right? And then my ashtray, I'm watching the wind, so the the smoke's never flowing into me. And then the uh, you don't inhale, obviously, because it's a cigar. So you just you puff it out, and then right before you leave the house, I have my dental hygiene regimen of uh, floss, brush, mouthwash, done. And then it never, nothing. Do you shower right after? I don't have to when I'm smoking outside. Really? Yeah. The only time I have to shower is if I'm smoking inside at an establishment like Nickel City or something like that. But otherwise, yeah, no, you don't have to. It's amazing. That's why I like wind because it keeps it away from you and then you don't smell. Like during my bachelor weekend, I had like 12 cigars. <laughs> I didn't smell at all. Well, it was also inebriated, so I wouldn't be able to tell if you well, were yeah, smelling yeah. or not. But yeah, no, good. Ready to rock. That was it. Interesting. See, everything gets caught up in that beard. That's the thing. Well, that well, yeah, that too. I don't, I don't have a full scale beard like you do. I just got a small goatee. I wouldn't even say yours is like a small goatee. I, yours oh, is like chill. a <laughs> chill. Yours is like a five o'clock shadow that just happens to come in goatee style. I mean, this is the five o'clock shadow. Do you even trim it? Here. Yeah, I trim it all the time. What do you trim it at? It's well, like, not even like a one. Yeah. Oh, no. It's like a zero. <laughs> There's no clipper. I just straight up just trim and get rid of it. Because Can it, you grow it out? Yeah, but it itches like hell. Well, yeah. but all And then I got a patch right here. That doesn't come in? It does, but it takes forever. So I just keep shaving, and then it slowly, it's where, you know, I'm a young pup, man. <laughs> I'm a young pup. We're going to be 30 this year. Well, that's what's crazy is we're so young. Like, you have a full-grown beard. Like, I, I don't have that yet. I dude, I'm not hairy. I have no, I have no back hair. I have no hair on my rump. Luckily, I don't have any back hair. I have no hair on my quads. Like, dude, even my PT was like, "You shave your legs." I'm like, "No, dude. Like, my hair is just knee down. Like, and it stops at my ankle. Like, that's it." Oh no, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm yeah, a hairy boy. like I'm not hairy at all, except for knee down to my ankle. Does yours come in blonde though? Like, even your leg hair? It's just yeah, but it's not there. Like it's it's like swear to Christ it's not there. Like there's see my hair all comes in black, like it looks like I got an extra pair of boxers on, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I have nothing on my quads at all. Yeah, everything on me. I mean, I just yeah, even I'm, my hands aren't hairy. I'm very very blessed that I have a nice beard. Right, I love my beard, and I haven't tra- I haven't trimmed this since 2014. How'd you get rid of the gray? You had a gray patch for months. It, it just went away. It just went away. I've asked so many people about that if they ever, ever heard of that before, and they're like, no, i never heard of it. Remember last year when I thought I had a heart attack? Yeah. 
that stress from me thinking that, and I went into like a downward mental spiral, caused the grayness. Probably. So I, I, I'm telling you, it's true. It's fact, bro. Why were you so worried, dude? I it's don't know. Just dude. pizza. I don't know. It's just pizza. I'm not a sponsor, bro. <laughs> but still, I. I thought that I had a heart attack because of that. Listen, so if, I went hard in stressing out, and that's what turned this gray. You can go back and check this out when we were still in my basement recording. Yeah, you can see it. There's Dude, a patch. It was gray from here all the way down. Yeah. And I still have a little bit like on the underside. I think what still. happened, I think what happened, Derek, we got a couple business sponsors and we got a couple Patreons, and you're like, hey, this is worth it. Yeah, I'm not stressed anymore, yeah. bro. <laughs> this, is, this is worth it. I'm here for it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's gone. It looked good. Thanks, dude. Filled in. I'm very happy the way that came out. Yeah, filled in. This happened once before when I was younger. It happened really bad right here. I got where it felt like it didn't even um, come in at all because it was so gray. Okay. I don't know what happened. Maybe it's my vitiligo like kind of coming out, and it's like, yeah, bro, I'm still here, bro. It's weird. Weird stuff. But it's fine. We're out here. We're out here vibing. So, question. Answer. Do you think in a month? Yeah, we'll be famous. Things are going to change regarding COVID and traveling and countries identifying that COVID's not that serious anymore. So, a certain somebody doesn't have to get a certain booster? It's in pertaining <laughs> to, well, it, this pertains to an upcoming interview that we have. And the discussion that they have every single day with their, their clients of what do I need to do to go there? Like, that's... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I gotcha. So, I think... Because remember the conspiracy of after the kids get back from break, they don't have to wear a mask anymore. Mm-hmm. Biden's going to announce that we beat COVID during the State of the Union. So, we talked about it during the other episode. It was yeah. like 127 or something. 126. The State of the Union happened. Uh, the three amigos were sitting there. And what was... D- he didn't fully announce that we'd be COVID. Right. But they're relaxing shocking. things. Yeah. Well, clearly, because Putin had some other plans, which may or may not have been calculated. I'll let everybody else have an opinion on that. I have my own, because I lived in Ukraine for a year. Um, I, I think a lot of changes are going to happen in May. Yeah. I think a lot of changes are going to happen domestically or internationally. Both. both, yeah, both. You you can already see it. I mean, you can see the relaxing of masks requirements for children in schools. You can see that already. Um, Erie or New York lifted their statewide mask mandate, like, and the CDC came out and said that they're no longer recommending masks have to be worn inside businesses. That's why I'm all waiting. these all these businesses need to or can impose their own mandates, which. They can do that even before COVID. Like, even if they're deathly scared of the flu, the business can say, you got to wear a mask to come in here. Like, it's it's your business. You can do whatever you want. People might not support you because capitalism, but still, you have the right to refuse or require anything to come into your business. It's a right. But you're seeing the relaxation around mandates, specifically around COVID, quite a lot within the past month. And I think it's only going to get better. You are probably going to... It's going to be interesting around the requirements of boosters because I think that that's going away very soon. Because there's even no, there's not a ton of data even out there 
I'm I'm not a scientist. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I just know what I listen to. There's not even a ton of data out there that says that the boosters are even effective. Because it, yeah, I mean, like, what, what is the requirement? You have to have for some international countries, you have to have a booster if you got the vaccine 270 days. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Days ago. Which is three quarters of a year? Yeah. Why? So my question is, at what point do countries acknowledge natural immunity? Because there is... So many studies and so much data and so much research behind people getting antibodies tested that never got vaccinated, Mm -hmm. that had COVID, beat COVID. They are alive. They survived. God bless. They still have full antibodies, Mm -hmm. like more so than the vaccine would provide. So at what point are the countries going to say, okay, we're going to acknowledge that and just let people in? Because one is not necessarily better than the other. Right. So, like, what? if you're not going to get it and you're not going to spread it, then what's the point? Like, just let people in. That's why, like, it's, and it's going to take some time. Right now it's March. It's the beginning of March. May, May, May. you're right. I'm I'm convinced in May they're going to, there's going to be changes. So what's the point? Even like, so even like New York State, New York County, we lifted the vaccine requirements to get into high Highmark Stadium. We uh, released the requirement to get into the Key Bank Arena. But staff has to wear a mask. Right. But I think Why? that... Why? What is the difference? From a scientific D- standpoint, it makes no sense. Bro, if you and I... Yo. I said bro. I know. <laughs> if you and I both go to Highmark Stadium, but you work there... Okay? What's the difference? What's the difference between him and I? That's a loaded question. You know, you know what I mean? Like, what is the difference between you and I? But you have to wear a mask because you're an employee? But I'm just a spectator for the night. I can just walk in. I no longer have to show a vaccine card. I no longer have to show any ID. I can just stroll in like it's 2008. 
but you got to wear a mask because you work there. We're both fully vaccinated. None of that matters. And you wonder why people have mistrust. Right. I mean, like it's the same thing with client hands and the BPO, the Buffalo Philharmonic. Like you can't, or, or uh, the Buffalo Phil Orchestra or whatever. Philharmonic, it is. right? Yeah, Philharmonic. Yeah. So you know all the people that play classical music and they they crush it every time. They're amazing. I mean, that's like the NFL of band in high school. Right. So, in orchestra, rather. So those those people have to wear a mask. They have to be boosted and fully vaccinated to be in the BPO. But you and I can go watch them and not wear a mask anymore. Not show proof of vaccination. But they have to wear a mask while playing an instrument. So there's a cutout. Like, uh, I'm sorry. And that that is why I get mad because... You know who needs a safe space now? It's conservative and Republican people. Not the left. Because it flipped. The left is so volatile that they're coming after the right and they're coming after conservatives and just everyday normal people that may be liberal are saying, dude, this is like obnoxious. Mm -hmm. This doesn't even make sense. I'm smart enough because I followed what was pushed societally for me to go to school, have a continued education and a higher education. And I'm looking at this objectively and saying, this is dumb. This makes no sense. And you're going to force me out of my position within this organization, whether it's BPO, working at Highmark, working at the arena, because I'm saying this is stupid and I'm refusing a booster. When there's enough evidence that shows the booster is ineffective and most vaccine tests have been thrown out by the CDC for not being effective. And now a lot of vaccines worldwide are being thrown out for not being effective. So what is like, what is the point? Because again, and it's the same with the energy sector at the end of the day, what works works. Natural immunity works. Our immune system works. Praise God. And oil works. Mm -hmm. You have Elon Musk talking about producing more oil because the electronic energy sector is not ready for a flip of the switch. Go buy a Tesla. Like, you, it's just, there's a reason why things exist. And I understand people want to feel better and they want to feel good and they want to feel happy and and fun. They want to feel protected. They want somebody else to make a decision for them that makes them feel protected. Yeah. And it's just scientifically it doesn't make sense. You want to know what's crazy? If you want peace, prepare for war. It's the, the age-old saying, if you want peace, prepare for war. If you want peace in Ukraine, prepare for war. Because the enemy does not care. And neither does Putin. And that's reality. And just like I said on my Facebook post, you have a lot of people, a lot of people that did the same thing that they do every single time something comes up. They reach out to prior military service, they reach out to Republicans, and they say, hey, where can I buy a gun? Hey, where can I buy ammo? Hey, can you explain this to me because I don't get it? Hey, can you further educate me on this situation because I have no idea? So, Because they're so, in most cases, not in every case, of right. course, but in most cases, people are so ignorant and they're so blinded by their party's policies that they forget the real world still exists. Mm-hmm. And the real world is a MiG-29 flying over your friendly skies and throwing a missile into your dining room so your newborn baby can start crying at the concussion. 
That's the real world. Because your enemy doesn't care about how you vote. The enemy cares about what natural resources and what you can provide them to better them. Period. Right. So if you want peace, prepare for war. So last time we were talking about how I asked you if you thought this was going to end with Putin being assassinated. Lindsey Graham came out and basically declared that. Do you think that was as stupid as I do? Yeah. Like, you have a volatile human that is the dictator of Russia. They, and yeah. why are you, as a representative for the United States, calling for his assassination when you know that he has nothing else to lose? Because, because they're focusing on what happened during World War II and Hitler. And it's not the same situation. Right. It's similar, but it's not the it's same situation. It's more the same situation as what China's doing. A thousand percent. Yeah. However, again, Russia is the new Germany, and China is the new Japan. Yeah. That's it. So And we're still here flexing hard. We're waiting. Right. We're waiting to be dragged into the war just like we did when we were waiting to get dragged into the war in World War II. We, we were waiting until we specifically got attacked, and then we said, you know what? I don't care... If you have blue hair, you went for a political science degree. Lesbian dance theory degree. Lesbian dance (laughs) theory degree. I need you to go to the nearest factory, which in our case would be like Niagara Falls, and I need you to start forming brass in a mold and sending it down the line so the person next to you can add a specific amount of grain of black powder to ensure that we have enough bullets to fight this enemy. And I don't care if you're male or female, because everything else is gone for the time being. All of the LGBTQ plus minus percentage long division sign thing goes away. Everybody goes to work. We're Americans, first and foremost. And I need you to go to work and I need you to make a shoelace. I need you to make a ration. I need you to make a bullet. Right. I need you to make an AT4 training round. I need you to make a metal C-flange to go on our the outside of our vehicles to prevent RPGs from penetrating and killing our dudes overseas and females overseas. That's it. There's two genders. All of this is going to go away. All of the nonsense that we talk about, all the societal debates that we talk about is going to go away. And then everybody goes back to work and we fight. So are we in the middle of... The old saying. The cycle. Are we in the middle of hard times? We're producing hard times so that real men and hard men can get us out of it. But are we right here? Like right at the verge of hard times? This is the cusp. This is the cusp. This is literally what we talked about for the last like 75 episodes. So you think that World War III right now, potentially if this becomes into World World War, would be the catalyst to kind of resetting... 100 percent, and you know what it maintain. You know what it, it'll come down to if the UN can grab its nutsack and send air defense to Ukraine to prevent Putin from doing what he's doing in Ukraine. And for all those listening, but Russia's on the UN and China's on the UN. Correct. What is the voting requirement for doing that? You just do it. And you don't, and- you, you don't wait for... Because China's going to be neutral anyways because they're not going to try to piss off Russia. And Russia's going to be neutral because they're too busy invading in the first place. Well, Russia and China are probably going to vote against it, not be neutral. It's not going to be a vote. There's, it's going to be an overwhelming support of this is what we're doing. Like, it's been from the very beginning. How many, how many countries participate in the UN? You have to... I don't know the specific number, but look that up. It's... 
what I mean, that is that is what it's going to come down to. That is why the president of Ukraine has done nothing but ask for planes to help in the skies because that's the only way to stop Putin. A no-fly zone and fighter jets to take the MiGs out of the air that are currently dropping bombs and dropping paratroopers all over the place. They're like their major uh, personnel carriers that they have that fly. There's for a lot also of like C-17s, C-5s, etc. There's a lot of people, though, calling for for us not to do a no-fly zone, though. Correct. Because nobody wants to take a stance. 193 member states. There you go. Everybody's walking on eggshells because nobody wants World War III. The only way to end this is to kill the head of the snake. And that's why the right is talking about assassinating Putin because he's the head of the snake. Because there's a lot of people in the Russian population that don't want this. Period. They don't. And even if he takes aspects of Ukraine, it doesn't mean that they're never going to revolt and overthrow right. who they put in. This isn't going to be. He's not going to. Lo- he's not going to win this long term. Yeah, this isn't going to be a. Oh, we got Ukraine. It's over now. It's right. going to be a Ukrainian revolt against that for like the next ten years. Correct. So, I'm in. I'm actually genuinely interested. And if you want to continue this discussion offline, I'm more than happy to. But there's a lot of people that also believe that Ukraine isn't like a good country in the first place. Like the government's corrupt. Like all that stuff. Like even DC Drano, somebody that yeah, I enjoy right. following him, but. He is so against Ukraine that it's just it's interesting to hear his take. And since you lived in Ukraine, what is that coming from? There's it's exaggerated to tell you that because DC Drano, the gay who strayed. Um, if we have to bleep these, that's fine. But their major Republican Instagram accounts, and there are aspects of those major Republican accounts that you got to take it with a grain of salt because you have to like, there's, there's some over exaggeration. There's some aspects of ridiculousness, but then there's some aspects of true and truth that come out of their posts where right. you're like, Oh, okay. Like, yes, the real mayor green who's down South. She's a savage. However, she there's all three of them flirt with the alt right where it's it's too much and you gotta you gotta balance it out and that might be me personally and my personal political views because as republican as i am there's a lot of aspects that is very progressive that is liberal and i'm the you know the first to say that but i don't vote blue because i'm not about what they're doing and what they think because of my life experience first of all where i've been in the world secondly and then third my personal opinions and views like it's just not i just don't align that way that's not to say that like i've told you ukraine is a second world nation we've i've been pulled over before in ukraine by ukrainian police and i gave them rivna which is ukrainian currency and said leave me alone and they left like i just bought my way out of a ticket you can't do that in the United States. You can't bribe police. You can there. There's aspects where things happen where you acknowledge that it kind of flirts a line. It shouldn't occur, but it occurs, and you move on. And it might be the for the best. It might be, you know, pretty shitty up front, but better long term, and that's how it goes. The Ukrainian government is essentially new as of 2014 when they overthrew the Russian puppet that was in place 
before the current president took office. And the, well, the, the former president, right? Yeah. yeah. And the, the 2014 revolution in Kiev was huge. I mean, huge. So do I agree with the Republican Instagram pages bashing Ukraine? No. Are there aspects of it that are true? Sure. But are their posts 100% accurate? Absolutely not. Right, yeah. Absolutely not. They're entertainment. A thousand percent. And you percent. have to take every post with a grain of salt, depending on what your worldviews are and what your current views are in general. And I've been spending a lot of time in the last two weeks specifically talking to Ukrainians about everything going on, and it's the same conversation. First of all, are you safe? Is your family safe? And what is going on? Mm-hmm. That Those are the stages of the conversation. So for us, and us, I mean those that who deployed with me to Ukraine, there's a lot of emotional investment because we understand the geopolitical theater, we understand the history, and then we understand the culture, but we also understand what is vital to the uh, Ukrainian people that was also vital to us in our nation's history. Ukraine is very similar to the United States. They just have a prick neighbor that won't leave them alone. Right. So, and we have an overly sensitive. Oh, sorry. And in the seventh, it was a different time frame. Like in 2022, to fight for what we as the United States fought for in the 1700s, it's a different kind of fight. Right. You have Russians on TikTok. In the 1700s, you didn't have that. We waited for the, you know, the Delaware River to freeze over <laughs> so we can move cannons, right? Like it's a totally different battle uh, battle space. So the Ukrainian people are actively fighting Russians, armed or not. There's 70-year-old dudes boxing Russian soldiers in the streets that are unarmed, and the Russians are armed. So that's happening. Then you have artillery strikes hitting civilian homes and you know apartments, high-rises, etc. Plus, they're hitting the major infrastructure so that they can kind of move people into places to then take over fully. However, the general population can't stand Putin and doesn't want Putin involved, period. Right. So In both countries. They both hate him. Yeah. It's very emotional, and it doesn't long-term look good for Putin because he's ensuring that Russia is going to be second world for a very long time economically and fiscally, which I guess helps us, but I don't... I don't know what's going to happen in the future because we're going to stay here as a world police, right? Yeah. We have NATO support, and we have Switzerland, for Christ's sake, who's been neutral since they've existed, saying we're going to support Ukraine on this because this is kind of ridiculous. Like, Would you ever see, maybe not with this current administration because of beliefs behind oil and gas, but would there ever even be the capacity for the U.S. to open up pipelines and stuff coming from Canada and the, the regular U.S. pipelines and start – shipping gas to the eu that is buying from russia like could we potentially cut russia from the gas market well, completely well that's what needs to happen now right yeah like yeah, is that even possible not. though like it is we, it is 100% we have that possible. much oil here 100 to fund the eu 100 percent. open up texas open up keystone out of alaska open up pennsylvania open up states that have oil open up fracking for an example we're still energy 
sufficient, right? Like we, which we could be. We could be more. However, we still are. If you look at Canada, it's seven dollars a gallon. If you look at Italy, it's seven dollars a gallon. If you look at the U.S., it's four. Right. Sure. If you look at diesel in the U.S., it's five. Wasn't that because we released the? It's reserves? because it's because we're still energy uh, sufficient. Because yes, we have a reserve, but the reason being is because of Trump. And nobody wants to admit that, but that's that's real life. Because he allowed fracking and all that stuff. Because he allowed us to manufacture at a pace that became energy sufficient as a nation for the first time in years. The left wants solar. They want green. They want electric. They want things away from fossil fuels. To Elon's point, the world is not ready for that. Germany is ready for that. They went green more so than we did, and now they're feeling the pain more so than we are, specifically because their only oil is coming from Russia. Right. We are still diversified enough to get oil from the Saudis, oil from now Iran, which is despicable, Wild. Plus, uh, plus Russia. Then we still have some oil that can be produced out of Texas and the oil rigs that are out in the Gulf and things like that. So... What needs to happen from a leadership standpoint nationally, domestically, is opening up the shitty shale oil that we have from the Keystone Pipeline. Just open it. It's 97% of the way finished anyways. Just get the oil here to keep the prices down. We can't rely on Russia, especially politically. It doesn't make sense because the whole world is against Russia now. So if you're trying to gain votes, just cut them out because you're going to gain votes that way because mm-hmm. of the quote-unquote bad guy. So just quote, just cut them out. Get oil from the Saudis. Get oil from, you know, Dubai, that whole area. Just that's fine. And then if you want to go further north and you want to deal with Afghanistan, which, again, that's biting us in the rear because of how we pulled out of Afghanistan right. and China swooped in and took all those natural resources. And again, like I said before, the resources in Afghanistan that matter more than oil are batteries. And we need those lithium batteries for cars because that's our push. And now we just gave that all up to China. Then we're looking at Africa. You know who owns the, the airspace in Africa is China. You know who owns infrastructure and high-rises and highways in Africa is China. You know who owns the port of South Africa is China. So when you're looking at trade, import, export, the world economic stage, that is why this is so uh, paramount in regards to policymaking because the current policies in place from the left don't help us as a nation, period. It doesn't. And everyone knows that. It's just nobody's got the balls to say it to the current leadership because the current leadership is too weak and too inept to say yes, but I'm so in bed with these policies, I can't go away from them because that's where I'm getting my votes to stay in power. Right. So their own party is dissolving because of current events around it. There's no contingency in place. So the contingencies are breaking down because now that we got into bed with Russia, we need that oil. And they can't just reopen the pipeline in Keystone because their own executive order shut it down. So... It, it's. I mean, it's disastrous if the Democratic Party opened up Keystone, and they know that. So Republicans win in twenty twenty four. Let's just put that out there. Because let's, of, let's say if they be, do, because yeah. of the foresight of knowing right. that we're not we're not ready. Like, and that's that's what I was talking about with Stefan and you. Like, that's what's nice about the two party system. And conservatives in the middle is saying, "Hey, liberals, Democrats." 
I hear you. I love that idea. Electric vehicles matter. They're going to work. They're In the future, it's more sustainable to get our power from a the sun. Thousand, it's not a going away. A thousand percent. A but thousand we're not percent. ready. How, we're not ready. We can't afford it. The infrastructure is not in place yet. Time out. If you're going to give us, like, we have to, we as conservatives have to figure out how to make that work. We have to figure out how to do that legally and then how to do that without hurting taxpayers more. We, we, we are not going to increase taxes. And then the alt-right is saying, use oil until it's gone. Use it up. It already exists. And then when oil has gone, use nukes. Use nuclear because it's clean. And it's, it's literally, it runs itself. And the conservatives are in the middle saying, I hear you, bro. Like, that makes sense. And I hear you, bro. That makes sense. However, <laughs> Yo, both of you. <laughs> correct. However, what we need to do is figure out a way to do this in stages. But the left went so far left and said, no more oil. N- gas, like... Climate change. We have cows farting, and it's ruining the atmosphere. Now we're going to push fear and scare the bejesus out of the American people. And then the right is saying, we still need oil. We still need oil. Hey, by the way, cows matter. We need beef. So you vegans, like there's this, and then there's like this overlying <laughs> argument. However, we still need oil. And then current events happened. And you know what, you know what happened after the current events kicked in? The left said, hey, how do we get out of this? Right. Like in the short term, because I understand we're like, we're over here and you guys are over there, but like we need to, how do we not have gas at $5 a gallon? Cause we're going to lose votes. And that's exactly what's happening now. There's yeah. more Democrats turning red because every single thing that was promised has never occurred. Period. I haven't seen anything built. I haven't seen anything be better. And I haven't seen America strive so since 2020. Kind of, I guess, kind of like loaded question for you because I already know the answer to this. But is that, do you seriously believe that this president, this administration is the worst administration we've had in recent memory? I, dude, it's up there. I mean, they're, they're on par for like, um, just because of the fact that they didn't do anything, and the thing well, that they did do did recess everything. Well, correct. I mean, Gerald Ford, Donald Trump, and Biden have the third lowest approval ratings in history. Period, and that's like statistical fact. And I don't think the left have the people under Biden and Harris to help. Mm-hmm. The right does. Like, there's there's a lot of people that hate DeSantis, but there's more people that love DeSantis than hate him. And there's a lot of people on the right that most people never even heard of that could run. Like, for example, within our own state of New York, Lee Zeldin just won, yeah, which is a great. huge victory. Huge victory. Plus, he's prior service. Like, it makes sense. He won the Republican nomination, not the governorship. But it's big. Right, It's sure. big that, I mean, that's the first step that you have to win, and he won it. So there's... Was was the Republican nomination split last year or last time? Dude, the right's been in shambles for years. Hence why we have a Democratic president and governor. But, I mean, it's just not like we haven't had the Republican Party can't fight, like period. Mm -hmm. The left can't meme to save their life, but the right can't fight and voice their opinions either as well as the left can. The left can argue and the left can make noise. The left can, you know, bark really, really loud and get a lot of people behind them. And the right doesn't have an answer. So it's interesting to see how this all plays out because it's 
always, and it's very militaristic of me to say, which I hate. Literally, you know that, that I hate. But it all comes down to the fundamentals. If you have an optic on your rifle and your battery dies, what do you use? Iron sights. If your GPS on your wrist dies because the battery has failed, what do you use? A compass. You always go back to the fundamentals. Thank you for your service, by the way. And Shut up, Derek. <laughs> and what we're seeing... What we're seeing on the world stage is us having resort to the fundamentals. Like, country A is invading country B, and now we need energy A because we want energy B, but energy A we know is the go-to, and now we just have to suck it up and realize that, hey... I'm sorry, but that but, goes against their entire platform, that's and that's the why they're going to yeah. lose votes. A hundred. That's why I said earlier that it's a hundred percent the issue because they know. I mean, dude, not everybody can afford a thirty-five to fifty-four to seventy thousand dollar electric vehicle, and then not to mention the seven hundred dollar fee it takes to get an electrician to your personal house to run a two twenty line, and you can't even get a used vehicle. At so this point. you can plug it in. I mean, I mean, I mean, dude. Like, there's there's a lot of positives for electric, but if you want to talk about Buffalo specific and bring it all full circle, no pun intended for our circle logo. If you have a battery in winter, how well are you going to do right, yeah. when you're stuck in traffic? I I mean, you can't. I know a lot of Tesla owners that traded in their vehicles and then bought gas, and then not only did they buy gas, they bought diesel. Because they were so sick of not being able to run their AC while drive their car home at the same time in the middle of summer because their battery couldn't keep up with demand and their battery was out of charge. I mean, dude, it doesn't always make sense. So, yes, it makes sense from a mileage standpoint, but it doesn't make sense from the maintenance standpoint. You You have to change and rotate your tires way more with an electric vehicle than a gas vehicle. But you're gonna, Is that true? 100% because there's no, it's all 100% power to the wheels. There's no lag. Oh. So you have to rotate and then you have to change uh, tires like two to three fold compared to a gas guzzler. It's not even close. Not even close. You go through tires so fast on a Tesla, it's stupid. I don't know. Yeah, because all the power goes right to the wheels. Nobody thinks about that. And then nobody thinks about our winters. So the age-old debate is if you're stuck on a highway, I'd rather be stuck in my electric vehicle because I don't have to worry about gas. Both vehicles are going to run out of power, right? If it's the blizzard of 77 or it's the October storm and you're stuck on a throughway, you're both going to run out of power. However... The battery is going to run out of power faster because it's closer to the ground and the temperature draws the power out of the battery. That doesn't happen at the same rate that it does with a gas guzzler vehicle, period. It doesn't. So if you weigh both of those options, yes, you're saving at the gas pump, but your maintenance and then your tire uh, costs are higher on an electric vehicle. So you have to weigh that out. And then in Buffalo specifically... We don't even have the sanitary capacity with the water lines to have a stadium downtown. And now you want everybody to have a Tesla, and then you want to charge everybody a gas mile per tax? I mean, this is stupid. Yeah, it does, like, our infrastructure for the city literally can't, it can't sustain it. So I get it. And I'm the first person to tell you I would love a Cybertruck. I know it can't fit in my garage. It's too tall. <laughs> I would love a Cybertruck. I want You know I'm throwing a rock at it as soon as you get it, right? I want solar panels on my roof so that I can charge my car while I drive. That's what I'm waiting for. I would love that. But until then I got a two point T 
2021 Chevy Blazer. And it's gas. And that's it is what it is. Like, it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense in Buffalo. There's, I mean, I'm ready for round three. Yeah, no, really. We might as well keep going. We're at two hours, bro. I got to start feeding you whiskey. I'm ready for dinner. (laughs) When the food's showing up. Oh, God. We we should. This is it. Yeah. This is it. I mean, it's it's really coming down to the the fundamentals and the basics win, which in this case, when not, will we know? Not in all cases. In this case, the right's going to win when uh, we look back. How when much we're longer, playing Monday quarterback? How much longer do you think it is before either this is settled or World War Three starts? I don't think World War Three is going to break out. No, I've, no, I don't. I just think it's going to. It's you know. Without getting too much into it, because we are well, no, at I two know. hours. Yeah. Because, because nobody wants it. Nobody wants World War III. And you can tell that by everyone's actions. Except for Putin. Correct. Well, and he doesn't even want World War III. He just wants Ukraine because of the natural resources and its legacy. That's what he wants. So will it be a threat of, like, World War III's coming, Putin, if you don't stop? Which he already did with Finland. He already did with Switzerland. He already said if you, or, you know, the Finland and, what was the other country? Sweden. Sweden. He said, if you join NATO, I'm going to hit you with military uh, military actions. That's a threat of World War Three. They back down, right? Because nobody wants World War Three. So it's just going to be this cat and mouse game. He's going to do everything he can. It's going to be contained within Ukraine, which, for those listening, it's not the Ukraine. Never say the Ukraine. It's a direct insult. Please don't say that. And it's Kiev, not Kiev. And it's Lviv, not Lviv. <laughs> Ignorant individuals. But anyways. Uncultured swines. Yeah, uncultured swines. <laughs> so it's, I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, everybody does not want World War Three. Nobody wants nukes. Nobody wants chemical attacks. Nobody wants the civilians to get hit. So it's just going to be this cat and mouse game for weeks. And it's going to come down to supply lines. As long as Putin can supply his vehicles and his troops, it'll go on. But we have to hit the supply lines to get rid of it. Yep. So, we'll see. All right, everybody. Well, thank you very much for joining episode 129, which is today's episode. If you missed the first part of this discussion, go back to last week. We kind of did a dual two-partner, two-episode uh, thingamajig here. Nailed it. Yeah, last week and this week were kind of the same because Mike's on vacation right now. So, not really. He's work vacation. But anyway, thank you very much for joining. We appreciate it. If you are going to uh, drink anything, we recommend a Woodford Reserve Double Oak. That's what we reviewed this week, so stay Hell tuned yeah. for that coming out within the next couple weeks. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment to this video. Let us know if there's anything that you would like to add to this uh, discussion that we had today or anything in general for future idea videos. We also appreciate those. Um, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you would like. You could also follow us on Instagram at the Buffalo Happy Hour or at the official Buffalo Happy Hour and Facebook at Buffalo Happy Hour as well. And uh, make sure you share something with a friend and let uh, this podcast grow. You can buy a sweatshirt that Mike has on right now, Buffalo Happy Hour, Drink Whiskey, Listen to Podcast. It's a sweet sweatshirt, and it's super comfortable. You can send us either a DM or an email, and we will send you an invoice directly to you. You can pay. We will ship out within literally a couple hours. Hashtag COO shit over there. Uh, and thank you very much for attending today's episode. If you do want to be a part of our quarterly hang, you missed the last one where we had a super huge announcement, but you can be a part of our next one. 
got to breathe a little bit because I've been talking for a lot, <laughs> to go to uh, patreon.com slash buffalohappy hour. You can join one of our five tiers that we have up there with different uh, rewards that you can have, uh, including a yearly shirt that we're going to be sending out really soon to our first patron. So we're super excited about that. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining. Please remember, if you are going to drink anything while you listen to us or anything in general, always drink responsibly, be a person. And uh, Michael, do not litter. Oh, we're out. upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details